Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we are joined by a distinguished guest. I'm talking about Steve Selengut. Welcome to the show Steve. Well, thank you. Avik. I'm uh, happy to be here. Lovely. So, uh Steve like before we start our conversation, I'd love to mention this to all of our listeners that um with over 40 years of experience as a professional investment manager and advisor, Steve is a rare expert who has directly managed individual portfolios in the USA and abroad. So currently coaching individuals and advisors, he is here to share his insights from his latest book, Retirement Money Secrets, and guides us on creating the income independence. Isn't it something which we all want to have? so his hands on experience managing the portfolios without relying on models or corporate entities sets him apart so uh, his approach focuses on generating more potential spending money than needed so market i mean making the market challenges a benefit rather than a problem so he's also offer a glimpse into his own ira portfolio uh currently generating uh, 12 12% in the annual income i believe so uh th- th- this will definitely uh, discuss in detail so whether you are ex- approaching the retirement or seeking financial resilience steve's expertise promises to be invaluable so welcome to the show steve uh thank you very much that was quite an introduction i i appreciate that um Yes, I I've I've managed a lot of uh other people's money for the past 40 yeah. odd years and uh and I've always focused on generating income for them instead of just you know bringing the market value up as high as it can possibly be and then watching it all disappear when the market corrects over and over. I've lived through three major meltdowns in the stock market from 87 and 2000 and 2008. So um I've always managed we've always managed to come through those things with um generating more income and having more capital working for us than we did before them. So that's that's the that's the approach i talk about in my book and that's the approach i hope i can give some insights to to your listeners today lovely that's really lovely so uh, i mean um as someone with over 40 years of experience in the investment management what actually inspired you to focus on coaching the individuals and the advisors towards creating the income independence uh well 
I grew up in a, uh, a real estate developer's household, and my dad um, had lots of rental properties, and for the and for the homes he built and the ones he sold, he'd take back mortgages, and he'd uh, arranged. He had an insurance person working with him, so he'd take care of the insurance on these homes and so forth. So he had what we call is a, a vertical integrated business. And he used to tell me, he says, you know, it's not the price of the real estate that's so important or the changes in that price. What's important is the cash flow that I get from the rentals, from the insurances and from the mortgage interest. And with that income, I can support the family and grow my business as much as I want to because I have this income. So I kind of I kind of took that with me in the early years. Um, I had a I had a job, you know. I always had part time jobs as a kid in high school, and I always would give my money to him, or he would insist that I give him most of my money so that I wouldn't just throw it away on uh, on entertainment. And he um, and anyway, by the time I was twenty five, and he turned this portfolio of money over to me after I was out of college. I just got married two or two years earlier or something like that. And um, he gave me this portfolio. And in modern terms, it would have been a very large portfolio. This was back in 1970. So, you know, a six a small, very small six figure portfolio back then is a pretty large portfolio today. So my, my main goal was not to lose it. And I noticed inside I had wonderful equities, you know, New York Stock Exchange companies, all of them paid dividends. There was always income being generated and it fell in line very well with what he had taught me in the past. So I, I looked at those portfolio, um, the portfolio full of securities and I, I watched the trend of the prices and how the same companies would go up and down and up and down in price periodically and that the markets themselves would have a cyclical nature. They would go up and down uh, periodically and sectors within those markets would do the same thing. So I figured out that if I were to buy these things while they're in their downward movement, not even trying to guess when they would be at their low, but just that they were down from their highs a certain amount. And if I would sell them when they were moving back up again and that I had gained a reasonable profit, then I could do that over and over and over again with the very same companies and make a lot of money. And it turned out to be a good, good approach because by the time 1979 rolled around, I was making more income on my investments about five times as much as I was making in employment. So that's when I, um, I said goodbye to my company. The, the uh, It was a big name insurance company in New York that I worked for. I said goodbye. I, I um, managed to get two of my close friends to let me start managing their portfolios, probably about $25,000 from each of them. And that started the business just like that back in 79. I sold the business last May and I had at that time about $110 million under management for maybe 130 different families in the United States and some of them overseas, some of them overseas, but not very many. So that that's how I got there. That's how I got focused on income. And it's always 
my my clients have always been generating more money than they needed to to live their lives the way they were accustomed to okay got it got it so uh, <clears throat> okay now i mean in your book retirement money secrets uh, you discuss the principles for um safely steering investment portfolios into and through retirement so if you can highlight some key principles that you believe is often overlooked okay um they yeah they some of them are overlooked some of them are uh, well known but not monitored as closely as they should be but the most important of all is quality you have to come up with a uh, a means to determine the quality of the securities you own um when i was involved primarily in in equities and common stocks i used to insist on dividends being paid it had to be rated b plus or better by standard and poors um they had to be profitable companies unlike most of the companies that are in the high tech area in initially when they get started um and things like that so quality was my number one thing the second thing was to make sure the portfolio itself was diversified in other words i'd never allow myself to have more than uh 4 or 5% invested in any one security and and as as i've grown in size uh i now have over 200 securities in my portfolios my personal and my iras and things like that and not one of them has more than 2%. So if any one of those entities went bankrupt tomorrow, you would almost not feel the pain. That's what diversification is is all about. And that's the one I think that's most well known by people. I think they all understand that, that they have to diversify somewhat. The third one is producing income. And I think uh, to me that's as almost as important as the quality. I want to have stable income from everything I own. I want to know I can count on it. Um with the with the types of securities that I'm using today, um I can I can do that, but I also know some of them are going to pay extra dividends to me. And the thing thing I like about them and they're called closed end funds. Um things I liked about them most is the managers of these companies uh these are trust companies trust operations so the managers have to pay out 95% of the income they make so if they're selling securities for profits i'm getting 95% of those profits as a dividend so that's that's the income and then the final thing and this is the one that most people avoid and in the united states a lot of that's because our tax code our tax code penalizes people for taking profits and and helps them out with their taxes if they take losses. So, uh profit taking is not recommended by a lot of financial advisors. Uh except me of course. I I thrive on profits. It's to me it's a, a whole second you know, a whole second type of cash flow. You have the income from dividends and then you have the income from capital gains. And in some years you can make the um the income from capital gains be almost as high as that from the dividends themselves now in my in these closed end funds that i use these 200 or more securities that are diversified portfolios in and of themselves and i use similar quality checks for them they're paying an average of almost 10% income and i and in um 
2021, I generated almost as much in capital gains as I did in income from these things. So it's it's a it's really a, a much different approach. Um, the market values don't go up as fast or as high. The securities are much cheaper than normal stocks, and they're a diversified portfolio with with hundreds of. It's actually the same securities. They're just hundreds of them, and that's the one way they're similar to mutual funds because they own a lot of securities that anybody would like to own. There's a lot of differences between closed-end mutual closed-end funds and open-ended mutual funds that we probably don't have time to discuss here, but there are differences. So those are those are the four pillars of risk minimization that I talk about in the book, in uh, Retirement Money Secrets is the name of it. And the two, two other things that I talk about, the two bigger principles that really most people mm-hmm. They, they know it's happening, but they don't put a label on it. And I call it market cycle. The markets are cyclical. Uh, they're, they're cyclical. They go up and down periodically. There's never been a rally that hasn't been followed by a correction and vice versa. Um, you don't know when it's going to happen, but you can tell where you are in the cycle just by looking at some charts. Uh, but you're always going to have cycles. And different sectors have different cycles within these cycles. And then interest rates and the economy and politics, all of these things help determine which way the markets are going. And you just have to be prepared for them. And and if you do that, um, it's not going to matter to you which way the markets are going. Now, the final thing and this is where most people do fail. They they don't have a focus on exactly what they want to do with this money. They they know they want it to grow, but they don't differentiate between whether the income is growing or the market value is growing. Uh, many investors in the business world are in 401ks. Uh, some of them don't even know that they're in the stock market. They think the 401k is the investment. Um, you know, it's, it's so it's the distinct knowledge of I want to grow my income or I want to grow my market value. You got to be focused with closed end funds. We're focused definitely on income. And as you get older, um, income becomes more and more important. You want to get to that position, the position that I was in when I was what, 34 years old, where I could say that my, my income is more than I is more than I made when I was working, and it's more than I, more than I need to take care of my expenses. Uh, and it doesn't matter which way the market goes; the income's going to be there, whatever happens. So that's that's what I call income independence, and that's what that focus uh, allows you to do with in line with all the other six things I mentioned. Got it. Lovely. So uh, one more thing is coming, like uh, in your experience, like what are some of the uh, common misconceptions like people have about uh, managing their finances, particularly um, in relation to the retirement planning? Uh, to retirement planning. Well, you know, like I said, and, and I think this is pervasive throughout the world. I know I have a lot of contacts in Europe and so forth. And the mainstream the mainstream investment advisory business and the mainstream client only looks at the they'll open up that envelope that has their monthly statement in it or click on it online the first thing they look at is the bottom line how much are my investments worth 
And if they're down in price, that's bad. And if they're up in price, that's good. So they, they focus only on that market value number. And somehow they they choose not to relate it to what's going on in the world around them you know if yeah. interest rates have gone up they probably still accept their bonds to go up and of course that's impossible uh if the market goes down um they get upset that their market values have gone down even yeah. though they must realize that eventually the market's going to go back up again and they should be taking some kind of action so you know that's that's the biggest difference. The uh, focus, the um, and, and most people can't. You can't really help yourself, really, uh, particularly if you're in a corporation and you're putting your salary into the four hundred one k's. Four hundred one k's are wonderful, wonderful things. I mean, the employer matches your contribution, and you and you you definitely can grow your assets, but it. It's not focused on putting you in a position where you're going to have income to live on when you retire. When you transfer that 401k balance into an IRA, and then you're going to ask your IRA to generate income for you, you're going to have to sell things to get that money because they're not built to grow income uh, like like the portfolios that I develop. Got it. Got it. So, um, I mean, as someone who owned uh, every security um, like you ever uh, bought for a client. So um, how does this personal approach influence your decision making process? And um, the how does what how does what affect it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how does what affect the decision making profit? I didn't catch so that. Your personal approach. Oh, my personal approach. OK, yeah. well, um. I have this universe of even even in the old days when I was in the stock market, I had this guy, and uh, I set up these parameters this um, to to create a list of what I would call investment grade value stocks at the time, and they had to be New York Stock Exchange traded. They had to pay a dividend. Um, they had to be under ninety dollars a share. They had to be over ten dollars a share. Um, they they had to be in business for a serious period of time, and they had to had to be profitable during that period of time. So that was, those were pretty much the parameters. So this guy would would put up a worksheet uh, and send it to me, you know, once a month, and I would use that to select the securities that I was going to select. So I had a definite plan of attack. If it was a like people get all excited about IPOs, you know, in, initial public offerings and their broker will say, hey, this one's coming public. It's going to be a hot number. You know, you got to buy this. You got to buy that. I didn't. I never had to do decision making. I had a pre-planned attack. I knew that this 200 odd securities met all my quality requirements and I could create diversified portfolios for my clients by using them. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, I have these closed-end funds, and the average closed-end fund owns over three, over between 200 and 300 securities inside. So all of those names that you hear about, you get all excited about Apple and Amazon and the oil companies and so forth, they're all inside these closed-end funds, just like they are in mutual funds. So I own over 200 of those in every possible sector. I own 30 or 40 of them that are that generate tax-free income, you know, through municipal bonds and so forth. So I have this selection universe and it's averaging between nine and 10% income. So 
if you if you would image your desktop and it had 230 buttons on them and you knew that if you pushed any of those buttons you're going to make nine percent for the next 12 months and that they all meet these quality and diversification requirements i talk about in the book um it's a pretty healthy environment for you because then you can set target profits. You can say, okay, I'm not going to let any 5% profit pass me by. So if something goes up three or four or 5%, you say, okay, I'm going to take a profit on this one. And, and you know, if you have a 10% yield on a portfolio, the average monthly amount is only three quarters of 1%. So if you can take 2% today, regardless of how long you've owned this thing, you can have that 2% in your pocket and then invest the whole lump, what you sold it for, including that extra extra percentage of profit, and you can invest it again at 9 or 10%. If you do that a few times a year with, with each little piece of money, hmm. you make a lot of money. You make a lot of income. So that's what I do. I um, I watch my my securities every day. I'll take you know, three or four profits if I can over the three, over the three portfolios that I'm now managing. Mm. And then I'll reinvest it the next day in either new positions or I'll add to positions I already own. Got it. Understood. Great. Uh, So what advice do you have for the individuals who are just starting to explore the world of investments and uh, want to lay a strong foundation for their financial wellness? Well, they they should you know i would say they first of all they of course they should read my book but they should also read some other books or or google search things like what's a bond what's a stock so they know what they're getting into they know that a stock is ownership interest in a company and they know that a bond is a debt security if issued by a company or a government somewhere. You know, so they have to understand what these securities are because this is what's inside uh, the funds that comprise their 401ks and the closed-end funds that they use in their own investment portfolios or in the, or they should understand the stocks and bonds and individual securities they buy on their own from their broker. He should be able to explain to them exact, exactly what they are so that they can assess the risks associated with each of them. Um, they should set up a portfolio that contains... Once, you know, when you get a very small portfolio, you really can't distinguish. You can't say, I got to have less than 3% in one security because that's no money at all, you know. But when you first get started, you should have start with lumps like uh, I spoke with a person the other day who was investing three to $500 every paycheck and getting started that way because it was a new account for her. If that's how you got to do it, that's how you got to do it. But if you have something, if you have a couple thousand dollars, spread it out, uh, three securities. If it's $10,000, have five securities. If it's 20, have eight securities and so on. So you don't have a lot of money in one thing and you're experiencing a lot of, and you have a, the means to diversify into a lot of areas and sectors and things like that and find out understand what I'm talking about when I say sectors, like the energy sector is pretty clear, right? And then there's the retail sector, and that would be Walmart and Costco and things like that. So think about 
and you'll see and you'll know there are trends out there in the environment. So you don't want to have all your money in energy stocks or in high tech and stuff like that. So do things like that. So learn about fundamentals like like um, diversification and and very importantly, don't go anywhere that doesn't pay you something for your the use of your money. You should always um, be making income. And even the youngest of people, when I started out, uh, when I was 25, I had nothing but equities. By the time I was 29, I had 30% of my portfolio in fixed, in, in fixed income securities, bonds, preferred stocks, Mm. mortgage mortgage REITs and things like that that generated income as their primary purpose in life was to generate income for me whereas the equities I was getting dividends from all of them but their primary purpose was for me to take capital gains on them as soon as I could get yeah between 8 and 10% in profits but yeah you have to you have to have asset allocation that includes some income. You have to have a plan and you really have to understand a little bit more about securities than the average guy does when he just goes out. Oh yeah. Apple's great. I'm going to go throw all my money in Apple and thinks that he's making a smart investment, you know? Exactly. Exactly. True. Uh, so before we wrap up, like how does the concept of financial wellness, uh, tie into the board theme like uh, of uh, healthy mindset and healthy life well you know i i think it's a common knowledge that the more financial trouble you have if, if you have trouble paying your bills if you can't afford uh you know a car that doesn't break down every two weeks you know that your mental state is not going to be that healthy you're going to have a lot of things going on in your life and things you can't do that you want to do because you have this burden uh, of not having income or not having enough income. And a lot of people get into debt with credit cards. And I think one of the one of the most serious problems I think our country has, at least for younger people, is that. They're anxious, you know, the banks and other companies are anxious to give them credit cards because they know they're not going to be able to pay it. And they're charging what we used to call usury, usury, usurious weight rates. Uh, there used to be usury laws in this company where in country where you couldn't charge 12% or 15% like they can today. And that's just crazy because they know these people are never going to be able to pay off this debt. And they're going to be paying them 12 and 15% for the rest of their lives until they get that big break and that big bonus where they can pay off some of this debt. So it's if you can avoid getting into any debt when you're young and can start generating income instead, that's, you know, you'll have that you'll have that uh, economic wellness, that uh, self-confidence that, you know, you know where tomorrow's meals are coming from. You don't live paycheck to paycheck, but it's not easy. It ain't. It's just not easy, and you got to have some breaks along the way, or you, you know, you have to, you have to choose your parents well, as I always say. I was very, very lucky in my life that I, I didn't have any of those kind of problems to deal with when I was a young person. Um, True, understood. So great. So 
that's a really great i would say because this uh, topic is very important and we all want to achieve this as a common goal for us so as we wrap up this uh, insightful episode on financial wellness and navigating the path to a healthier life through the investment income i definitely want to extend my heartfelt thank you to our exceptional guest steve uh, and uh, also to the listeners like if you have found today's discussion enlightening do not forget to subscribe rate and leave a review because your feedback is invaluable and as we continue to explore the topics that empower you on your journey to a healthier mind and healthy life so uh, thank you so much for joining us on healthy mind and healthy life and until next time take care stay financially empowered and continue your path to a life of holistic well-being so thank you so much